Back to Scream 101. I'm Brennan. And I'm Sergio. And this is the show where a horror nerd, me, shows uh, new horror movies to a horror novice. That is I. Which is you, yeah. Um, and welcome to our Shocktober celebration. Um, I decided to dub our October month, or special October's um, Shocktober, because that's what they call it on the Flophouse, which is another podcast I really like. So you're stealing ideas is what I'm hearing. No. The I- other podcasts are also stealing that idea. I mean, first of all, it's an easy pun to reach, so a lot of different people reach it. I don't know if I could. I could. I don't know if I could make that pun. No, you're right. Um, but <laughs> anyway, but we can. But you can. So we're going. We're going to use it. No, I'm just saying that it's not the. They weren't the ones who originated the term Shocktober, probably. I don't know. I'm pretty sure but, they're copyrighted. Oh my god. Okay. Trademarked. But the thing is, there are two podcasts um, that I also listen to called We Hate. Wait, We Hate Movies and Kill by Kill. Um, Patrick Hamilton hosts that. He was on our Halloween 2 episode last year. Cool dude. Um, they both also celebrate the month of Shocktober, and I feel like it's spreading through the community of podcasts, and I wanted to kind of like take up that special holiday mantle. Like Christmas in July? Yeah, sure. Okay, cool. Um, but yeah, for our super special Shocktober month, I wanted to pull out all the stops, and as you may have noticed, we're inter- in- we're integrating our introduction episode into the actual review episode. So you'll kind of know what we're talking about. But this month, we're going to be doing John Carpenter movies. Ooh. Is that the Shocktober surprise? Yeah. Okay. We're doing John I'm Carpenter shocked. movies. Cause this is news to me. No, because people who like horror movies and presumably would be listening to this horror podcast, especially Matt, people people love them some John Carpenter. And oh, yeah. He's totally stoked about when Carpenter comes back to do another concert. Yeah, he is. Yes, he is. I've seen the t- I've seen Twitter. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, basically, John Carpenter is a really influential horror director, and I've seen a fair amount of his movies, but a lot of a lot of them I just have missed over the years. So I want to use this month to kind of make up for some of that. Okay. Um, let me ask you: Have you seen any John Carpenter movies that you know of? Halloween. Yes. Good work. That's it. I think that's it. Yeah. Halloween too. Is that still a movie by him? No, he wrote it. Oh. Um, but he was not did not direct it. Yeah, I haven't seen They Live. I haven't seen um, Christine. I have not seen. Well, I mean, we're we're recording this before we watch Christine, but we're reviewing Christine in this episode, so that will change shortly. Okay, cool. Um, but yeah, so for me, I've seen Halloween. I've seen Escape from New York, and They Live, and The Thing, and I've seen half of Dark Star because Dark Star is garbage no everybody knows it was like a student film pretty much oh that's cool yeah it was it basically it led to alien Uh um it's basically alien but did he write that no um but dan o'bannon who wrote dark star went on to write alien oh okay yeah um and it's people on a ship and a monster is aboard the ship except the monster is a beach ball with feet which is actually pretty hilarious but the movie's really boring (laughs) i love it yeah and I've also seen him in concert. I went with Matt. Oh, yeah. 
So, um, do you have any expectations for what a John Carpenter movie is? Um, are we allowed to reveal what we're watching this month? Like all the movies we're watching this month? Uh-huh. Uh I guess because it's a super special Shocktober. Well, I mean, I guess I'm expecting excellence just because I know he's a pretty big deal. Uh huh. Um, and you know, if you're a pretty big deal in the horror community. It can be anywhere from, like, say, an Adam Green to, you know, Wes Craven. Uh-huh. And not to be disrespectful of anybody's skills, but I feel like there's a really wide range of quality in between those two. Yes. Um, and I expect him to fall more on the, you know, the better side of that. Yeah. Like, I do think he's a genuine... So I have high expectations to answer okay. your question. That's good. Um, my expectations are, you know minimalist synth scores which is kind of what he's known for uh-huh. he writes the scores to most of his movies although not all of them um i expect i'm hoping for maybe some mad max weirdness like in escape from new york um because that was kind of the vibe i got from that not a big not a huge fan of that movie but i liked the like general aesthetic is that um, the one that that one guy's in kurt russell yeah yes okay cool yeah, um, John Carpenter worked with Kurt Russell quite a bit because he was in The Thing also. Um, he actually he has like a an ensemble that he works with. like All good directors do. Yeah, like Jamie Lee Curtis and Adrian Barbeau and um, Tom Atkins and Donald Pleasance, who I assume we'll be running into at certain points throughout this month. Uh-huh, and Moldovar and Penelope Cruz. Yeah, exactly. And uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> End of list. Justin Horowitz and J.K. Simmons. Uh, Damien Chazelle is what oh, you mean. Oh, that's who that is. Uh-huh. Um, Johnny Depp and Tim, Tim Burton. Burton. Anyway, so <laughs> that's what's going on. For me, um, I'm not sure I've ever, like, no, I have, but it usually takes me a couple watches to really get more into a John Carpenter movie because his pacing can be very um, languid. <laughs> Define languid. Slow. Okay. Um, See, I figured, but I was like, I just want to confirm. Yeah. I, uh, I for, want the layman's term here. For me, I find his movies um, kind of chilly and more technically. Like, because for me, there's always kind of a horror fan argument between him and Wes Craven. Uh-huh. And obviously, I'm on the side of Wes Craven. Because uh-huh. Wes Craven stuff, I find to be very, like, raw and full of heart and... Uh, all these like pulsing with ideas uh-huh. and John Carpenter obviously has a lot of ideas too. Yeah. And he's, a, he's much more technically skilled than Wes Craven is. And his movies are very uh, like pristine, like Christine. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I find them to be a little harder for me to access emotionally. Okay. So I'm interested to see if that changes. Cause all I've seen like twice as many John Carpenter movies at the end of this month. As I have now. So we're both expecting to grow as people. Yeah, exactly. All this right, will be cool. a great I'm month. Down. And um, we're going to go take a break to watch Christine, but we'll see you in a couple of seconds for our review of Christine. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Don't touch that dial. Here's a message from our sponsors. Uh, Blue Apron Coffee. Do, 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 Tell me, John do, Underwear. Do, 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 do. It cups your junk with softness. What else? What else do people... Um, Geek in a box. Com, Geek in a box. The Geek Box. The Nerd Crate. Uh-huh. Uh. Um, Blue Bottle Coffee. Parachute Sheets. Oh, Parachute, yeah. Uh, Movement Watches. MailChimp. Movement um, Watches. Yeah, those are coming up. Yeah. So, okay, so two college students <laughs> were like, um, we can't find great watches that are affordable. Yeah. So they made 
a watch company. And I'm like, if you have the money for that, just buy a watch. <laughs> anyway, okay, bye. Bye, everyone. <laughs> okay, you ready? Yeah, I am. I thought, like, via my emphatic play, you would have gotten the hint. Well, yeah, but you can't just click play. You have to click record. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. Um, And we're back a mere few seconds later and not half a day. I feel such a pretty. few seconds older. Oh, so pretty. I always feel pretty. Always. Always so very enchantingly pretty. Well, you know what is super pretty is your 10 order views of movies you've watched in the last week. So you mean in the last two hours? No, uh, we're no. You're not doing a 10 order view of Christine. Okay, you're right. Um, so my 10 word reviews of Beatrice at dinner are incredibly witty, surprisingly dark. Beatrice delivers as the main course. Okay, and my 10 word review of Texas Chainsaw 3D is perfectly stupid fun. End of review. Aww. My review of the Amityville Horror Remake 2005 edition is Shirtless Ryan Reynolds Makes This Movie Briefly Watchable. And my review is Not Even Ryan Reynolds' Abs Can Save This Godforsaken Movie. Uh, they're pretty much in line. <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> Although mine's a little more pessimistic than yours, I think. Yeah. I mean, I said briefly watchable, so you know. Yeah, it's pretty, it's we pretty both rough. both like the same nail on the head there. Yeah, I think so. Okay, um, real quick, I'm going to read you the plot of 1983's John Carpenter film, Christine. I guess Sergio is, because he stole my phone. I am. I did, so I will read the plot. Okay, good. All right. Unpopular nerd Arnie Cunningham, played by Keith Gordon, buys a 1958 Plymouth Fury, which he names Christine. Ar- that's that's inaccurate. Yeah, it's, it came named Christine. Yeah. Already, this is disappointing. <laughs> Uh, Arnie develops an unhealthy obsession with the car to the lo- to the alarm of his jock friend, Dennis Gilder, played That's by accurate. John Stockwell. After bully Buddy Rupperton, played by William Ostrander, defaces Christine, the auto restores itself to perfect condition and begins killing off Buddy and his friends. Determined to like stop an the hour deaths, and fifteen minutes in. <laughs> yeah, uh, determined to stop the deaths, Alexandra Paul. Wait, no, scratch that. Dennis and Arnie's friend Lee Cabot played by Alexandra Paul, decide to destroy Christine. It was released um, in December 9th, 1983, in the U.S. of A. It's also inaccurate to describe her as Dennis and Arnie's friend. It is more accurate to say empty Dixie cup shaped like a human female uh-huh. who is awarded as a prize to anyone who like is good at car. <laughs> yeah, um, she's Arnie. she starts off as Arnie's girlfriend, right? Well, no, she starts off as, like, the new girl in town that everyone yeah, has a crush on, and, like, and she's rejecting everyone. Yeah, I thought she was Christine. <laughs> that was a joke, right? No, I thought she was Christine. No, Christine's the car. How was I supposed to know that? Isn't That's the whole point. I had a car named Christine. You should have, like, put the pieces together. I didn't know you had a car named Christine. I did. Oh, I did not know that. Anyway, she died. <laughs> Much like this Christine did. Yeah, Spoilers. well, not, not quite the same way. Um... But yeah, so yeah, we're spoiling this movie. It's based on a Stephen King novel, which I only read the first chapter of because, frankly, I think this movie and this novel are for straight people because it's about cars and like being in love with cars. I mean, that's true. Like, I also got that vibe. Also, like the first ten to like twenty minutes of this movie are extremely heterosexual. It's very much about like let's Crushing talk the about the only thing. Better than new car smell is vagina smell. <laughs> it's like somehow <laughs> neither of those smells are great. I don't think. 
Yeah, I currently have a new car. Whoop, whoop. Shout out to my Toyota to Corolla named Brando. I love you, That's babe. That's a great name. Uh, uh, but yeah, like it has that new car smell, and it feels kind of cancerous, to be honest with yeah, you. Yeah, it's sickly. It's intoxicating in like a like a like a moldy way. Like it gets in your mouth, and like you can taste it, yeah. and you just like want to brush your teeth before and after each ride. Mm-hmm. And it's a clean, smooth ride because it's a brand new car. Okay, but could you relate to the love for the car because yes, of how much you love your yes, car? Yes, I could. I really do. Okay, I too would like push you out of the way. If my car were in danger. <laughs> no, we, when you got this car, it was like, I'm going to love this car more than you. And you're going to have to be okay with that. I, I let you, I let the law down, you know, I just let it all out. Yeah. Anyway, um, we review movies out of five based on scariness, campiness, FX, and quality. So what's your scariness score for Christine? I gave Christine a three. Really? Okay. Uh, pourquoi? Um, I don't know if scariness is, I always change my like barometer uh, or like my um, as long as you what ex- I, as what long I, as you explain yourself, that's fine. Yeah, I always change what I measure like the category by, and for this one, I don't think it was that scary, but I do think that it was very compelling to see these two kids lose their friend to this car. Yeah. Um, and there was something like disturbing about that, and that's what made gave the movie that added tension bonus. Okay, I will say that there is a creepy scene where Arnie is driving the car with his jock friend in it and he's going like a hundred miles per hour and Mm -hmm. just like going totally bug nuts talking about being in love with his car and everything and that is creepy Uh and there is one solid scare gag where christine's headlights turn on in an unexpected area where you don't think she is like when they're going through the empty garage and she's oh yeah Uh um and that was solid but it generally i i gave it one out of five screams because i think this movie is far more about that you know that psychological rift you were talking mm-hmm. about then actually a killer car mm-hmm. <laughs> that the killer car is kind of incidental almost mm-hmm. it's um, a really good story it's an engaging story yeah um, it, it, but scary for me it's in the a, classical sense it isn't for me it's more of an action story than a horror story i don't know if i got action i don't know just cars on fire running around running over people thriller. it's kind of mad maxi i guess a little bit but i got more of a thriller okay because you want to know where this car is going to take him. Like No, you're right. It's taking him like more Montana, than... Montana. Yeah. Jacksonville, Florida. No one wants to go to Florida. Even Christine steered clear <laughs> of that. Uh-huh. She was at beautiful Rockbridge, California. Is it real? Did you look it up? I did, but I found like a studio named Rockbridge. Somewhere Maybe in San Jose. after the studio. Who knows? Um, but yeah, for me, um, Christine, just for in terms of like scare factor, like you can't really do jump scares with a car mm-hmm. so much i mean there was that one and it was good uh-huh. um but but Christi- it was the one yeah but christine is too big to be sneaky but too small to be awe-inspiringly big like a godzilla type thing yeah so you're like oh it's a car like i know it can cause harm to me but i'm not like super frightened yeah by it. like during one of the kill scenes was it for what's this mittens muncho munchies jonah hill it was munchies the fat friend. Um, no, it was like... I'm going to think about this while you're talking. I think it's Mittens. I'm going to call him Mittens. Anyway, Mittens is like clearly on the wrong side or from the wrong side of the tracks because like a car drops him off under a bridge and like we're to assume this is his home. Yeah, that was strange. I don't... It. He just like walked into like a garage. Uh-huh. And uh, like, 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 a, like a parking garage, yeah. like a big... And Christine was just there waiting for him. 
Uh, and then Christina's like starting to chase him down. But there are these like big cement dividers. And I was like, he could literally probably just climb up. Cause like there's one that he could climb on and just stay up there. Yeah. And I feel like he'd be safe. Cause like Christine can't really climb. Okay. Like she can mow you down. And we found out she could, you know, be a tight squeeze. Uh, that was cool. That was really cool. But I don't think she could climb. She wasn't the caterpillar. Uh, oh, the, the like the bulldozer thing? Yeah. That was pretty cool. And uh, Moochie, that's the name of the character. Okay. Mittens isn't that far off. It's really not. Um, it's a very, it's very much a name from like Greece. And I was, you and know. And also from presidential administrations. Sure. The uh, Mooch. Yeah. Well, he's, look, we're, he's over. <laughs> um, we only spent like 11 days with that particular gentleman. Um, let's talk about campiness. What's your campiness score? Even two. Actually, so did I. And I felt like I just gave it two because I was like, I enjoyed myself and I don't want to give it a one, even uh-huh. though there was nothing that was particularly campy. Well, I gave it a two because I awarded it to like funniness because the first act is basically a high school comedy. Yeah, I thought it was straight out of American Pie. Yeah, definitely. There's like the sex obsessed boys. and uh-huh. I'm kind of tired of those types of characters, but I thought there were a lot of really clever lines and... I was like, oh, shoot, John Carpenter can actually direct a comedy because there were some really funny moments. Give me some of them. Um, you can remember. There's this blonde girl who is super in love with Dennis oh, the Jock. Oh, I love that one. And she's constantly thinking that he's going to talk to her, but he never does. Uh-huh. At one point, he's in study hall, and like him and his uh, buddy pals, they're all checking out this direction, and that's because that's where um, Lee's at. Yeah, the brunette. Studying. And she's like the new girl on campus, like kind of this ungettable girl because apparently she's shooting everyone down. Uh-huh. And so they're just like going and like checking her out. Mm-hmm. And then at one point, um, Dennis decides like, oh, I'm going to go over there and like ask her out. But like when Lee and in Lee's direction is where the, the slut is at. The, no, she's blonde. I think she's the slut. I think she's the sophomore chick. The one that like gives it away for uh-huh. free or whatever. Yeah. Let's not use the parlance of these Randy I think he boys. called her a sperm bank. Yeah, that's inappropriate, and let's not do that. Okay, fine. Because this woman treated women poorly, or this movie treated women poorly enough. Um, basically, I don't know. Like, the main character is a woman named Christine. Who is a murderer and gets destroyed by a caterpillar. Okay, fine. Anyway, she's a real Alice in Wonderland, mm-hmm. by Christine. Um, Anywho, the whole setup the with The blonde Dennis. is in front of the brunette. Uh-huh. And he walks straight past the blonde, uh-huh. and she lo- she's just so upset. Yeah, she's so heartbroken. Like, you can see the moment when, mm, what you say, just <laughs> yeah. plays in her head. Yeah, and she's, like, she's literally just, at this point, just in the corner of the screen, just dying. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it, there's very, like, fast times at Ridgemont High. Like, I really enjoyed those moments. Also, when Arnie actually buys the car, Arnie is very much... A, a Rick Moranis character. <laughs> what is Rick Moranis? Uh, he's the lead in Little Shop of Horrors. Okay, yeah, it's totally like, accurate. Oh, oh, Mr. Mushnick and Audrey. Oh, no. Oh. Uh-huh. And he's supposed to be all cool and wearing leather by the end because Christine corrupts him and uh-huh. it's still like, it, you know. He looked a little bit like Hugh Hefner with that red jacket a on. A little bit. I liked his outfits, but they would have been better on like a Ryan Gosling type. Uh-huh. Or his friend Dennis. Oh, Dennis was cute. I mean, um, his outfits were only poor because they were poorly fitted. Whoever was a costume designer should have been fired. That is rude. Um, that's fine, whatever. Um, but that guy was actually played by Keith Gordon, who was one of the teens, the cool, cool hip teens in Jaws 2. And he also played, um, yeah. he he was 
a major character in Brian De Palma's Dress to Kill in 1980. So Sounds fabulous. Yeah, no, I'm just saying, this guy worked with Brian De Palma and John Carpenter before he was, like, 25, so, like, that's a good career for you. Like, mm-hmm. how's your career going? How pretty is great. It going? You can look it up right now. No, I'm just saying it's pretty great, at least at that point. I don't think he's, like... We're talking about John Stockwell, right? Keith Gordon, the main character. Oh, okay. Um, apparently, he's, like, directing some stuff. He oh, directed. Cool. He directed some Fargo, some episodes of Legion... Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I think like that's what they all want to do once they get older. Yeah, like so whenever you hear, like, say, who's hot right now? Emma Stone. Sure. Or like uh, Jennifer Lawrence. Uh-huh. They're like, so where do you see yourself? Like, what's new for you? It's like, well, ultimately, I want to start directing. You know, uh-huh. because I can't, I'm not going to be pretty forever. <laughs> <laughs> Got to parlay this into something else. So he he went the way of Peter Berg from Shocker, who's like a huge director now. Um, but he was just like a teen in some Wes Craven movie. Um, but yeah, so Camping is two out of five just because I liked the comedy. It was enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so what's your FX score? I think this is where Christine really shines. Yeah, know? literally and figuratively. Like somebody waxed her and now she's just, she's bloody brilliant. Is what uh-huh. she is. I gave it a four. Really? Okay, I gave it a three. Three what? out of five Christines. What? What do you mean three? The car literally repaired itself. That was cool. It's very cool. Compare <laughs> itself constantly. That, yeah, Can no. your car do that? No, I wish it could. It really would. On have. repair bills. <laughs> oh boy. Um, we don't have to get into that. <laughs> but no, I mean, it's one gag and it's very good. So I gave it a three. Mm-hmm. There's not that much other stuff that happens that requires effects. I mean, like. The one about the fire scene. Yeah, the that one was cars super on fire. Cool. That is pretty cool. There was one beautiful shot where. Um, Several beautiful shots. Where Lee is choking on a hamburger <laughs> in Christine, and the interior of Christine just lights up like the center of the sun. Uh huh. And that is a beautiful shot, and you get to see the girl's eyes reflected in the mirror, and that's really cool. Yeah. I really liked that. I thought she was like kind of like leaving this earth for the next world. <laughs> I really didn't understand why there needed to be light in the car. Because that was happening. Because Christine's in making this happen or whatever. Still, it was light. I mean, yeah. Okay. Christine didn't really light up any other time, like when she was killing people. No. You're she right. did the green light. The green light was consistent. Yeah, the the green light on her like dashboard. Uh huh. I mean, and there were other times when you could see Christine and her lens flares, but <laughs> but uh, she never really had that same light again. No, you're right. Okay, it was. Uh, poorly established, I guess, or mm-hmm. poorly utilized afterwards. Mm-hmm. Maybe um, related to the book. I have no idea. I have not finished that. I'm going to assume it relates to the book. I'm going to give the benefit of a doubt, Stephen. Okay. I've read me my share of Stephen King, but I have not uh, finished that book. I have not read any Stephen um, King. That's too bad. You should read The Shining. You know what you should read? What? Joy Luck Club. Okay. This It'll is my favorite Stephen King story. It'll make you cry. Okay. Um, I like, uh, how Christine's radio, I mean, first of all, Christine's radio has just great choice in like fifties rock standards, but also I like how it comments on the action. Like, no, you're not coming in here. Or like, I love you, Arnie. Um, but yeah, so basically Christine is the original Bumblebee from Transformers Uh because they use that gag in Transformers, (laughs) but too much less subtle effect. Mm Um, yeah, no. I think we both agree that the effects were cool, but I just think they were less central than you do, I think, in my score. What do you mean less central? Like, less of a big deal in within the movie. I mean, that's true. Like, the car repairing itself wasn't, like, the main point of the movie, but I just think it was cool. It was. 
It was very cool. It, it was. And the fire scene, Brennan. Yeah, the car's on fire. I was not expecting that. That was pretty cool. Like, okay, let me just play this out for you, okay? All right, so the movie starts off. All right, there's these two guys. One of them's a nerd, one of them's a jock. And some bullies show up. Uh-huh. And the bullies are dicks. The Stephen King bullies are the worst. Because we just watched It, and that guy's, like, carving his initials into children. Mm-hmm. And these bullies have, like, a switchblade, and they're stabbing his lunch and making yogurt all over the uh-huh. place. It was milk. No, his mom was like, keep it cold. There's yogurt in here. Oh, I thought it was milk. This was established firmly. I will stand behind the screenplay of Christine. <laughs> okay. Anywho, eventually these same bullies go on to destroy his car. Yes. Um, and then the car gets revenge because, you know, why wouldn't you if you yeah. kill her car? Um, all right. And then uh, kill her car. She's doing her stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then the killer car goes after the main bully and one of his friends for whatever reason. And she chases them into like a, a garage of some sort, like a, uh, a mechanics thing. Like a gas station slash mechanic oh, yeah, yeah, place yeah, yeah. that one of the bullies works uh-huh. at. And then it's like, okay, you're, the car's going to run them over, but, like, she's going to leave witnesses. This poor, like, car uh, gas attendant is going to, like, walk away scot-free or whatever. But no, Christine covers her bases. She, like, explodes the entire thing because gas is leaking everywhere. Uh-huh. So this entire building just goes up in flames. Meanwhile, the main bully somehow escapes, and he's running on foot, and Christine emerges from this... Um, inferno completely ablaze and she mows him down and at first I was like oh what happened to the main guy but then I realized that like that sack of crap that was just on fire like that she went over was actually him and that was an amazing scene yeah, and I hope that I really cool. conveyed that to our listeners Okay, I went off on I experienced something that <laughs> I had not experienced before as a result of this movie Wow! and I just want everybody to go watch it because it was so cool That's. I was not expecting that kind of reaction from you good that's awesome um you know what? Let's myself. let's use that to transition directly into our quality score. What are you gonna give it out of five? Um, I originally gave it a four because giving a five to anything is really bad. Like, uh, I mean, not really bad, but uh, it really says a lot about the movie. It's a commitment. Uh huh. But I'm giving it a five. Oh my god, really? Yeah, because I was like, I could honestly buy this movie for my collection. Wow. I'm giving it a three. <laughs> oh, he just threw something at me. I threw a Sony thing. Wow, no, no, I'm so glad that this movie spoke to you. Yeah. Um, Like, what do you think it was about it that really appealed to you the most? Honestly, the story. Okay. I think um, what was the most compelling thing about it was you, maybe not the teen aspect of it, because I think I could have done without that, Uh Um, but these were certainly characters that I've seen before. Um, I really felt for Dennis when he started seeing that he was losing his friend. Uh-huh. I really didn't feel for Lee at all that much because no, because she's not a character. Yeah, she's not. She's just there. She's um, like snow carved into the shape of some boobs. Mm-hmm. But she performed. She played the part well. Yeah, no, she um, did. She's she's a nice actress. And then it all came together at the end when they were like, "We're going to save our friend to the best of our abilities." And then once they couldn't save him, I really did feel that they felt that they had lost him. Yeah. Even though that like one scene of them feeling lost uh-huh. was super short. Well, yeah. Um, yeah, no, that that is a good thing about Stephen King is that he doesn't pull punches. Mm-hmm. Like he's super willing to just kill off his main characters yeah. with no regrets. Um, so you never know where you're gonna end up with him. Mm-hmm. Um, which is cool. Yeah, I think it was just really bolstered by a really cool, dramatic story. Mm-hmm. Or you're just a sucker for fifties music. I don't think I mean the fifties music was great, don't get me wrong. Yeah. Like I was I was bopping along yeah. like Yeah, and then there was um what was some other ones? 
They played a lot of Richie Valens. Did they? Uh-huh. Okay. Oh, I think they played, I, like, one Richie Valens song. Most 50s songs, I'm really bad at identifying, like, mm-hmm. what they actually are, but I know them. Mm-hmm. Um, there's the one that's like ba 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 ba. That sounds like you're singing La La Land. Someday soon we'll be reaching for the heights. Don't pre- don't pretend like you don't know the lyrics to that. I really can't remember um, <laughs> right now. I'm still trying to remember Richie Valens. Dang it. Uh huh. Um, but yeah, no, I agree. The soundtrack is great, and John Carpenter's score, mm-hmm. which I did hear him perform mm-hmm. live at his mm-hmm. concert. It was pretty cool. That was like his uh, closing number before the mm-hmm. encore. Um, he was like, drive home safe tonight because Christine is on the road. Part of me feels like Stephen King uses like Aristotle's drama to like bolster his stories. Sure. It's because it's all so like it's all in the family, you know? And it's these stories of like great loss. I'm taking American drama right now, people, and we're yeah. talking about Aristotle's like three act <laughs> structure. Yeah, this movie's really taking you somewhere. Christine is transporting you, mm-hmm. like she should. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I'm so glad. Just for me, um, I I I liked Dennis, the main. And, well, I wouldn't say main character, mm-hmm. although he was surprisingly much more of a figure in the movie than I thought he would be. Yeah. Um, I was just kind of. Like, Lee came out of nowhere. We don't understand why she had any interest in Arnie because women don't matter in this universe. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what I'm stuck on. I'm like, the, one of the main three characters in this movie has almost no personality, and I can't root for her because, like, I don't know anything about her other than, like, she cares about Arnie because she keeps telling me this. But I don't know why because Arnie's a douchebag. Yeah, we never really saw them fall in love. Yeah, we never that, saw him see, even ask her out. Yeah, because it th- it's supposed to be this big shock to Dennis that like he sees him with the girl and he's like, mm-hmm. oh, I guess Chris like this girl's falls for people with cars or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but she hates the car, so it's like, I guess Christine gave him the confidence to be with her. Mm-hmm. But like, I don't know why she would be with him because he starts acting like Danny Zuko and just like snapping at things and like being all annoying. Go grease lightning and so forth. Yeah, you don't mess with the jets on this side of town. Yeah, snap, snap, snap. Um, I don't know. Just that central relationship I couldn't buy unless I wasn't as invested in the story as I could have been. But I did enjoy it, mm-hmm. and I like the soundtrack. Yeah. Like, it's a it's a fun, like, thriller, action-y horror movie. It's a movie you can put on at a party and, like, have it play, and people will be gravitating towards it, but they can still talk over it. Yeah, there, there's some scenes you could skip, especially anything with the useless policeman mm-hmm. who's trying to figure out what Arnie's up to. Mm-hmm. <coughs> who's actually, oh, R.I.P. Harry Dean Stanton, by the way, because that's yeah. who played the policeman. Um, How are you feeling about John Carpenter? This is your second movie of his after um, Halloween. I liked it. It was very sleek. I assume this would be your favorite John Carpenter movie so far. Yes, out of the three that I've seen. D- two, right? Halloween and Halloween 2. No, he did not do Halloween 2. What did he do again? He wrote Halloween 2. What have I seen? You've seen Halloween and Christine. Okay, so this is the best one out of the two. Yes. So yeah, so it was really good. Okay, cool. I Halloween was bad, because I know What's-His-Face loves it. Matt. Matt. Matt loves it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry. We're, we've been... That uh, was rude of me. I'm sorry. No, we're... It's very late right it now, really so late. we're we've a little... punchy. two movies. Punchy, yeah. 
we've we've been kind of I'm coming over a cold. I'm getting over a cold. Mm-hmm. Not coming over it. Getting <laughs> over it. Gross. Um. Anyway, I'm gonna tell Ready? you. What, I'm gonna tell you what we're watching next week. But first, I'm gonna tell you how to contact us. Let us know what you thought about Christine. If you agree with me, or if you agree with Sergio, and I assume more people will agree with Sergio, according to what I saw on Letterboxd when really? I put my entry. Was in. everybody like, "This is the best thing ever"? Well, everyone at least had like seven to nine out of ten. Uh-huh. As opposed to your six. Yeah. <laughs> That's just mean. I liked it. Listen, oh. I am a card carrying member member <laughs> of the Tree Huggers Alliance, okay? Okay. I yeah. believe that you should have a vehicle that is low MPG and doesn't hurt our earth so much. Uh-huh. And even I liked this car this gas guzzling car movie <laughs> that just had flames everywhere and like is partially responsible for the hole in the ozone layer. Yeah. So if I Greenpeace International can like this movie. So can you. Okay. I just like didn't. And that's fine. Um, For me, I don't know. I'm always lukewarm on John Carpenter movies the first time I saw them. Okay. Um, The first time I saw Halloween, I was sorely disappointed because I was expecting much more of a like 80s slasher, which it kind of patently isn't, even though it has all of the like basic rules in place. Even though everybody holds it as the pinnacle of 80s slasher. Though. Yeah. And I do think the thing is incredible, but the first time I saw the thing, I was like, it was kind of slow. But I don't know. Just for me, I need to become familiar with his movies' rhythms before I can, like, appreciate them. Okay. And I'm not saying, like, I liked Christine. Um, I might like it more the next time I watch it, but this is the one of his that I think I least want to rewatch. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, sorry. One thing I, I forgot to mention earlier. You're what? being very, really incredibly misogynist right now. Oh my god! And that you are just using this poor girl, Christine. Like I don't like you right now, but maybe after a couple more dates, oh, maybe know, a couple maybe drinks, like a couple more t- goes around in the hay. Oh my god! So well, I was talking <laughs> earlier, like oh, I didn't think John Carpenter could do comedy like that. I was thinking They Live has a lot of comedy elements, and that's one that. I was I could see like oh yeah he, like he knows what he's doing in terms of comedy although it's a much different style, um, but I really liked that he was showing that um, aspect of himself in this movie. Yeah, I liked a lot of parts of this. I'm not saying in any way it's a bad movie because it certainly isn't, but it's just not my favorite thing. Okay. I didn't like the source material that much either. So you can be wrong. I can be, and I I'm comfortable. All right. Sitting so in that. Christine heads, my fellow. What's a good like term for a Christine head? Like uh, a better, like fan term. The new adventurers of old Christine. My Julia Louis Dreyfuses. <laughs> anyway, um, you can find us on Twitter at Scream no, One Pod. Come on, fans of Christine. Find us on Facebook my at Scream One Chris- Podcast. My Christians. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you guys have to reach out to Brennan and let him know how much you liked this movie. Okay. Please do. We need more Twitter engagement. Spam everything yeah. with Brennan hates at Scream One One Pod or I mean, not at Brennan it's hate. Don't be friends. mean. Don't be mean. That's just yeah. That, that I is fear mean. internet hate to be honest. Oh, it's the worst. Yeah. I um, will, you're lucky. I, I'm the buffer between you and the actual internet. Yeah, just spam us with Christine Love. That's that's better. That is cool. Do Spread that. I'll love, retweet all of it. Hashtag Scream One Hundred One Love Not Hate. Um, find us on iTunes. Subscribe and review us. Give us five stars, like Sergio gave to this movie, which. This is your first five stars in in a minute. Have you ever given five stars? I don't know. I'm not going to remember. I, I'm pretty sure you have. I feel like it's fairly recently we saw something that I liked. Yeah. Um. Maybe it was... Was it one of the sequels? 
I know. Well, you gave four stars to each of the sleepaway camps. Mm-hmm. Um, but I no, I think we saw a month of sequels, didn't we? Uh, the follow-ups to things. Did you uh, love Rockula? Was that what it was? No, I'm kidding. I kid. What I was kid. the other things during that month? Um, Orphan. Maybe Orphan. I don't remember. Dead Calm. Deep Blue no, Sea. No. Your vice is a locked room when only no. I have the key. That was probably no. the one. That was probably the one. This no. is so boring for everyone to listen to. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, next week we will be watching uh, John Carpenter's 1980 film, The Fog, which is... Which I, is not The Mist, which is what I thought we were watching. No, it's not The Mist, which is a different Stephen King movie. The Fog see, is not a Stephen King movie. I, when you told me we were watching Christine... I thought we were watching the 2016 movie. No, you did about not. About the journalist played by Rebecca Hall, who has an incident on live television. An incident. I I think it's a little gauche to refer to what she actually did, Brennan. Okay. I'm trying to um, protect her. Yeah. So we're watching The Fog, character. which is one of the only early 80s Jamie Lee Curtis uh, horror movies that I haven't seen. So I'm super excited about that. Oh yeah. Um, I also <laughs> have not seen The Fog. I've also not seen The Mist. So I look forward to seeing both of those. Anytime soon. Spoiler alert, alert, there may or may not be a Stephen King month in the offing a couple months down the line, so we might get to do The Mist at some point. Cool. No promises. Can we also do Cujo? Yes. Can we also do The Shining? No, we've both seen it already. I haven't seen it. Yeah, I watched it with you. When? In a cemetery. <laughs> I don't remember this. Okay, that's fine. Um, <laughs> our theme song is A Beat For You by Pseudo Echo off their album, Autumnal Park. You should I check that out. Say, it's on YouTube. I've had a very sick week. Yep. I mean, it's not very sick. I like, was, like, sick, I man. was, yeah, just gnarly, man. Got into it. Uh, no, like, I was sick the first few days. And so, like, I've just been chugging along, working for the weekend. Working nine to five. Da, 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 da. Anyway. Okay. And, like, I'm just having fun right now. And Brennan's being a super <laughs> cool sport. So, thank you. Yeah. Uh, check us out next Friday for The Fog. And until next time, enjoy d- a couple episodes of The New Adventures of Old Christine. Just for, just to, like, shout out. Yeah. Julie I was trying to this. make a joke, but it's, like, way too late now. Yeah. Bye. Good luck on your journey. And stay gold. This episode was brought to you by Pod People Productions. To find more episodes of this show and others, please visit podpeople.me. It's podcasts for the weird at heart. Hello there. I'm Uncle Ponyboy. Do you like suspense? Don't go in there. Buckets of blood and human excrement? Pour upon me. Gratuitous nudity with more boobies than you can handle? Let me see them. And radical hairstyles? Oh, yeah. Then you should check out the Gore Gab podcast, hosted by yours truly and DJ Gill. You can find us on the iTunes Podcast Store and on Twitter at Gorgab Podcast. And while you're at it, go ahead and go check out cupholderradio.com. It's podcast for the weird at heart.